1: You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir? Yes. No. No? Sir. sir. Uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, not, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fucking ball. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet?
0: Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Nice. Good.
2: All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. Little quick housekeeping before I get to today's episode, which is one I am very excited about. I actually already recorded it. Uh, Kenny Nybart and Phil Iscove from podcast like it's nineteen ninety nine joined. We talked about the sports movies of nineteen ninety nine. They'll get into it more in depth. Uh, They're what they do on their podcast, but basically they are breaking down the year nineteen ninety nine. And these two guys were two of my favorite people I've been able to talk movies with. Really fun conversation. It is a. A good year for sports movies, I would say, 1999, any given Sunday. Uh, I'm a fan for Love of the Game. Uh, I am. I air in the camp of, like, that's still an all-star movie. It's got its warts, but still like it. Uh, Varsity Blues is that year. Mystery Alaska, which, yes, if you're listening to this podcast, you've been listening to it for a while, you know I haven't seen yet. I'm going to cover it soon. Uh, might have Phil on for that. Let me know if, if you're a listener to this show. Let me know if you like Phil. I liked Phil. I think, uh, I think Phil would make a good Mystery Alaska guest. And then um, we we don't get into it in this uh, in this episode, but the hurricane was released that year, which it, it gets thrown into sports movies, but I don't I don't feel like that's a sports movie. It's like a legal drama, uh, one might say. So, fun episode. Um, really excited to have these guys on. Uh, hopefully, um, hopefully it's not the last time they appear on big screen sports. Um, if you are enjoying the show, please remember subscribe wherever you get your podcast, rate, right, leave a review. You folks know the drill. On Thursday, I know I had said that uh, would be skipping the the Ted Lasser recap and making up for it in two weeks because uh, I'll be out of town. Well, I lied. Uh, me and Alex McDaniel, we we watched episode eight, the Man City episode, and we you know blown away. Had to do something, so we recorded a quick episode. So we are gonna have something. I, actually, I say quick. We recorded a pretty normal length episode. Uh, it's it's gonna come out on Thursday, so. You're getting Ted Lasso this week. Uh, congratulations. Um, lastly, you know, shout out to our patrons, our producer-level patrons, Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, and Kevin Frost. Uh, this podcast is not possible without our patrons. If you go to patreon.com slash sports, you can support the show, vote on movies, patrons' choice topics. We're going to have a patrons' choice episode uh, for October next week. The poll for the movie for November is up. I believe love and basketball is the is the early leader. So if you don't like love and basketball, go go get a vote in. Or if you want love and basketball to be the pick, go go run up the score. Uh, the, you get episode notes. Everything that I've written down for an episode that doesn't go into an episode, you, you can see it. You can see it in the notes. And you get stickers. You get a, a nice thank you card and stickers. I'm actually a little behind on those. Need to get some out. Uh shout out Kevin Frost and Mike Drees. Those will be in the mail ASAP. But um, yeah, if you want to support the show, BigScreenSports.com or uh, Patreon.com slash BigScreenSports. Uh, with that, let's go talk to Kenny Nybart, Phil Iscove, about the sports movies of 1999. All right, joining me today, it is the host of Podcasts Like It's 1999, a, a, another movie podcast, and also a podcast like it's 1989 on their Patreon. It is Phil Iscove and Kenny Nybart. Guys, thanks so much for joining me on Big Screen Sports. Thanks for having us, for man. Sure,
3: thank you for having us.
2: Of course, uh, I want to get right into it with your podcast. Uh, tell tell me about podcast, like it's nineteen ninety nine. Where can the folks check it out, and, and what are you guys up to?
4: We've been doing it for almost four years now. Uh, Kenny and I are uh, covering all the films, uh, some television, some music, but mainly the films of 1999. All the films that uh, were theatrically released, and uh, and a couple that weren't. Um, but it's uh, it, it's 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 been a blast. You can catch us on you know wherever you stream podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, or any of those uh, various things. And our Patreon is at www.patreon.com backslash podcast like it's 1989 um, as to how we came up with it kenny how did we come up with it <laughs> it was obvious it was the obvious
3: <laughs> thing that anyone would podcast about sure, phil, sure. I, phil and i are old friends and old uh you know old movie talking friends <laughs> we famously have only ever seen one movie together it's but <laughs> but we would always get together and talk about movies and you know more it was more of a discussion about historical the historical place of movies and context and things like that and uh you know the discussion just kept coming back to 99 it really was a very formative year for both of us and i think a lot of people around our age and um we just decided one day that we should do a podcast, and and uh, and and did it, which is you know fun, and it became like this. You know, I look at it as almost like a like a art project. Like we're gonna do this crazy ass thing where we cover, uh, where we cover four hundred or so films that were theatrically released in 1999, um, almost to see if we can, and and we're close. We, we we've almost done it, but it's really you know. Most of it is it's an incredible year for film um, from, you know, the the highbrow from your Magnolias and, you know, uh, Talon, Mr. Ridley's and Eyes Wide Shut to, you know, it was a great year for teen movies. It was a really interesting year for horror. It's just, it's just a lot of really cool stuff happened that year. And then what Phil and I have noticed is like the misfires are just fascinating <laughs> in 99 um and we've seen a lot of misfires so that's uh yeah that's kind of how it came to be
4: i think it also it should be said too and this kind of folds into into what we're going to talk about today but you know 99 was filled with so many sub genres that we just don't see today uh, to the same extent i mean you're really getting you know anywhere from five sometimes ten sometimes more than that movies within a genre whereas today as we all know, uh, you know, we got a lot of franchises and that seems to be sort of for, for, you know, for good or bad. It seems to be the thing that we're feeding. Whereas, you know, we're going to talk about the sports movies that came out that year. And there's a, a handful, I mean, way more than you would get made today. Um, so it's, you know, so it, it, it was fascinating in that way and, and a real sort of uh, fulcrum point for, for film in, in so many ways.
2: Yeah, the the thing and, and what we're gonna be talking about today, the sports movies, I mean four original sports stories, sport original story sports movies mm-hmm. in one year is just is just which bonkers because we you, which wouldn't are the get it. Right uh, so
3: I've Kyle? got I
2: I've got any given Sunday, mm-hmm. I've got varsity blues, for love of the game, and Mystery Alaska. Now, for love of the game, I believe is was IP. I think it was a book or something. I it think might it have been was, along too. those lines. Yeah. But but varsity yeah, but varsity blues just Straight up, let's let's take a teen comedy yeah. and make it a football movie. Yeah. Um, any given Sunday, let's yeah. let's g- give Oliver Stone <laughs> whatever Oliver Stone needs, sure. and let's look at the NFL. Um, Mystery Alaska, and I, mm-hmm. if you've been a long-time listener to this podcast, you will know I haven't seen it. <laughs> I hear you, hockey fans. We are covering it soon. But, I mean, that's a movie <laughs> – some of these you could see maybe you know fringe Netflix movies now, but others right. are just like it's not it's not IP, it's not it's not a franchise. You it, know. Something could be you know you could see, I mean we I guess we kind of saw what any given Sunday would look like as a series a few years later. Playmakers, mm-hmm. and then the NFL was like, no, we're gonna stop this. Hard pass. Sure. But um, yeah, but but I mean you wouldn't see anything like this. Something before we really dive into those, I want to ask you with you guys on your Patreon doing 1989 mm-hmm. with. Doing, I guess, two separate studies 10 years apart, what have you, what have you kind of seen the differences in those years? Like, are there any big standouts as to this is how things really change in those, in those 10 years? Because we're still, we're still in like prime Hollywood, see, like people are going to movie theaters. There's no, you know, there, there's no prestige TV there. We're before the Sopranos. So yeah, what what have you guys kind of seen as the big differences there? I
4: mean, I would I would say just you know quickly because then I'm going to pass this off to Kenny, who is far more uh, you know plugged into this universe than I am. But I'll just say that you know the difference, the significant difference between 89 and 99 is kind of what you just said, right? Which is in 89, people are really going to the theaters or they're renting video cassettes, right? And and there's really no sell through window. No one is really buying content that they can watch at home at their leisure uh, you have no control over how you watch your content in 89 in 99 dvds have really taken over the dvd market is a really big thing people are owning things people are owning them immediately when they come out and they're re-watching them over and over again so the sort of that specialness that exists in 89 doesn't exist to the same degree in 99 but in terms of sports movies i would say that you know the two big ones in 89 are two of Kenny's favorite films, which are uh, Major League and uh, Field of Dreams, um, both of which are two films that. So
2: Kenny is a sap. That-
4: <laughs> the biggest. <laughs> you got
2: to be the a sap of to like saps. Field. Of- I mean, same. I, oh, I I love nothing more
3: than a movie cry. So. I. Uh, my I, I think I think like my big revelation over the last year was Field of Dreams is my favorite movie, and um, that's it. You can you can <laughs> call me a sap all day long, Kyle. <laughs> But it is what it is. It yeah. is my favorite film. I just can't handle. I just can't deny it anymore. Do you it's think that, though, Kenny cry?
4: to connect it to ninety nine for a quick second here? Yes. For love of the game is is a Kevin Costner movie. It is a quote unquote sappier or more emotionally you know forward film. To compare it to Field of Dreams is unfair, but the comparison is there. You know what I mean? And, um, and I guess the question is more about whether or not could a Field of Dreams have been made in ninety nine? I guess is my question too. And I don't know the answer.
3: Not a good one, probably, but right. like you know, right. there's uh, I, I you know, look, we haven't done for love of the game yet. We have not, yet. and we are obviously gonna you know really get into it when we do. I think yeah. for love of the game is one of the great misfires maybe of all time. It is a uh, it is a brilliant premise. It is a Such beautiful, a premise. brilliant yeah. premise, and uh, the you know concentrating on the story the way they concentrated on the story, you know the the the, uh, the story that they chose to tell. Yeah. Uh, did not do service to the premise you know um you know i uh i mean, i have obviously tons of thoughts about this as a person who's constantly trying to sell sell sports movies and trying to sell sports shows um it's very very difficult uh there is generally one slot a year for a sports movie um and uh, if you know that for all not-
4: sports movies is what you're saying too, right? Like, all this specific sports to movies yeah.
3: across all fucking platforms. Sorry, I don't know if you can curse on this podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, no, no, across all platforms, curse. there Go is basically it. room for one sports movie. Um, there's, you know, there could be stuff that's like tangentially about sports where sports plays a role, but a movie that's, a, you know, that that would fall into this this subgenre that we're talking about one maybe one. And uh, if you don't get that slot, you don't have a chance now with Ted Lasso. Maybe things will change or maybe they won't. You know, it's it's hard to say if the lesson of Ted Lasso is people like sports stuff or if it's people like, you know, kind of big hearted, uh, you know, protagonist stuff. And I think people are definitely leading towards the latter on that. Can I ask you um, a stupid
4: question, Kenny? Because I know to, to your I point in terms questions. of, <laughs> in terms of, well, stupid, maybe in service the sports connection, but like, it seems odd to me that we don't make more of them, and I say this only because you have an immediate fan base, like a literal fan base. I don't understand the logic. There. There's like a floor for those movies, you right.
3: think, right? So yeah. uh, the Bizarre. you know, I really, really, I am like right in the middle. Of this is you know, film. Yes, um you know. I have a I have a sports film with IP that uh, we are pushing a boulder up a hill with, yeah. and I have two sports pitches, you know, one with IP and, and that again, it does feel like we are trying to sneak in a side door. Uh, One of the biggest reasons you get for why sports movies are hard sells Mm. uh, is the, uh, the international thing, particularly with sports that aren't classically international sports, like your soccers, um, you know, seem at least in the, at least in the minds of kind of, the executives, executives in America, you know, seem to think a soccer will have an audience abroad, whereas baseball won't, football definitely won't, basketball might, but traditionally really hasn't in the way that basketball, the sport, does. Right. Um, so that seems to be the the main reason. And then there, you know, to your point about the floor, I think what people are, at least what people are 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 feeling is the floors low like a lot lower than people realize it so i brought this up with heels which is you know i mean is wrestling a sport i think wrestling kind of plays as a sport in the national consciousness sure they're only getting they're getting less than 100 viewers day of um you know that's a Fraction. 100,000,
4: 100, right? 100,000, 100. yeah. yeah.
3: 100,000. <laughs> just just to be a, clear, I don't want to yeah, say, you know. <laughs> that's a fraction of what Monday Night Raw yeah. is. So you'd think that you'd at least have those, you know, two, right. three million people who watch wrestling who would watch a show like Heels, but they don't. Because yeah. they, it, they, they really are different things. You know, I think, and I, and I don't mean to ramble, I'll, I'll close it here. I think with Friday Night Lights and Ted Lasso, what you... Yeah have learned is the the audience for a sports movie is different from the audience for a sport. I think what you hear all the time with Friday night lights is I don't even like football and I love that show. Yep. You know, and I think that's true for you Phil more or less, right? Yep. So I think that's that's what we're working with here in terms of the current landscape. In 99, I actually think uh Kyle it goes even deeper than than the four big movies. Cuz you even have a movie like Play to the bone, which is, you know, it's Ron Shelton. It's a boxing movie that, you know, doesn't get mentioned because no one remembers it. But yeah. uh, that's a, you know, that's the bastard sports movies putting out a sport movie in 1999 that, that doesn't you exist. Know, then yeah. You, you, yeah. You have the,
2: Ron Shelton, first ballot Hall of Famer on this box. number one guy,
3: right? Number <laughs> one guy. The best of what he does. And then you well, have, you think
2: about yeah. the the sports movies of of this past decade. Like mm-hmm. what's been successful? You think about Moneyball. Moneyball. You don't think about baseball with that movie, right. though. It's not. It's not. It's not dependent on baseball. It's about. It's about statistics and yeah. it's about this guy basically. And it's you know it's, about it's a system. The, the same thing yeah. with the book. Yeah. yeah, the same thing with the book Moneyball. It's about a system. Um, you look at you know the not successful. I, I would think financially not a huge movie, but I think of like everybody wants some. Probably my favorite sports movie mm. of the past ten years. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, for me, I think baseball is very important in that movie, but that movie is about a group of guys. It's like yeah. the same thing as Days and Confused. Yep. It's about a weekend at college. It's not tangential. You know, it's not about that sport. could have been something yep. else. Um, high flying bird. It's a, it's about, it's not about the on court. There's very little on court in that movie. It's about, so sports movies are kind of changing the, you know, Kenny, you talk about major league. There's not really any more major leagues. There's very, they're not making the. Raw 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 underdog team let's go win the title that ship has kind of sailed there's not really a well, market like, for that
4: it's interesting because you bring up the the major league thing my, my brain immediately goes to like an Adam Sandler and then Adam Sandler does Longest Yard back in two thousand and five two thousand and four or something like that a while ago it was a while ago and you know that movie did well but you know what I mean it didn't set the world on fire by any means um, I mean he does have the water boy like he does have these sort of sports movies in his canon kind of. But I, I just—it comes back to sort of movie stars don't really exist in the same way that they used to, right? So they don't get people in seats in the way that they used to. Um, I mean, Adam Sandler is, you know, notoriously on Netflix now, so it's it 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 is just sort of this. I do wonder whether or not it's a mixture of a bunch of things, right? Like Field of Dreams is is a star vehicle for Kevin Costner at the peak of his fame in a lot of ways, right? Um, And and Major League is. Filled with a bunch of pretty big people at that time. So it does feel like I wonder if you need those two things. And Moneyball is another example, right? Like that's a Brad Pitt vehicle. Like, do you need these things to to, to work in concert with one another? You know, do you need a star to make a sports movie work? I don't I, again, I don't know. I'm just speculating here, but I wonder if that is part of it.
3: I mean, I think you know, the the interesting thing about Major League and right now and this moment is, you know, even any everybody and anyone who Watches Ted Lasso, the pilot knows that that's a riff on Major League. Yes, my nine my nine year old was like, "Oh, so it's like Major League." Um, so I I and, and Ted Lasso is about an underdog team, and you know, interestingly enough, they they don't win at the end, which I love for a first season. I think that's a great mm-hmm. way to build a first season. Yeah. Uh, I think using re- using relegation is the best, but um, but I I think that they're. I I think Ted Lasso kind of almost exists in that Venn diagram, that little sliver between major league and field of dreams where it's, you know, it's, it is sappy. It is emotional. It is, you know, kind of, it's about connection, but it is also body at times. It is also about, you know, male bonding. It is. So I,
4: but the humanity I'm, of of sports as opposed I'm to
3: always yeah, of yeah. the opinion it's the humanity yeah. of people. Yeah. That show is yeah. about
4: yeah. is about people. human
2: yeah. interaction yeah. as much as it is sports. Yeah. yeah. I'm
3: always of the opinion that these things, whether it be sports movies or romantic comedies or you know, uh anything else, family comedies or anything else that we feel like people don't make anymore, you know, movies yeah. for adults, type that type thing. If they got made and they were great they'd find an audience. If broadcast news got made tomorrow, they would find an audience. People would watch that movie. Uh, it happens almost every year where some movie movie or more, more often today, TV show, but, but where some movie that just you don't think that people make anymore. Or you don't think people like would get just strikes a nerve and, and becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, sometimes that's a movie like parasite, you know, or sometimes that's a movie like promising Young woman like yeah. that feel like look different and refreshing in, in their own way. But I, I think that quality, quality, quality. And I think you can make great sports movies that, that would really, you know, capture an audience. But-
4: I I agree. And, and, you know, I, I keep thinking about any given Sunday, which was a movie. I saw in 99. I know that Kenny uh, saw it back then as well. We did an episode on it. Um, and it was a movie that I didn't have the most, reverence for going into that episode re-watched it um you know we had uh um oh my god why am i drawing a blank on Xander. his name Xander layman yes of course uh who came on for it and it was a great episode but it was also like it gave me a whole new appreciation for the movie like that's one of those films that i think does well at the box office because it comes out at the right time it's got a big expansive cast of a bunch of people that everybody knows it's i would argue probably oliver stone's last maybe his last good movie um and certainly his last hit most likely might be his um, last good movie
2: <laughs> is <laughs> that is, the- is that that's almost the end of like pacino does i i guess he follows that up with insomnia but then it's like yeah so
3: we uh like it's pacino does insider the same insider year.
4: is yeah, same year, yeah. uh,
3: the two performances are incredible they are like the, they are the the counterpoint to the idea that pacino gave no good performances once he went crazy <laughs> yes, um yeah. well i mean heat heat is amazing too like, sure, sure, he's, he's, he's yeah, full-blown he, yes. crazy in heat yeah. but yeah
2: in, in any given sunday you've got our, a mount rushmore sports movie speech like that that movie for me is tied back to that one scene
4: the speech of inches is that what we're referring to yes yeah. the inches speech so
3: i think uh Phil knows this for a while. Any Given Sunday was my favorite movie we did in the first year of the podcast. Yep. Um, Any Given Sunday remains one of my favorite movies. Uh, before I, we, before we did this podcast, I thought it was kind of stupid. And I also, Kyle, to the point uh, we were talking about earlier, I think before we got on Mike, it, uh there's there was some football stuff in that movie that drove me completely nuts when I watched it. <laughs> um, but I, I actually think that uh, any given sunday or a movie like any given sunday could be made again should be made again um it's essentially what adam mcKay is doing every two years and uh he or someone like him who has a bone to pick with the way we treat our athletes um particularly our you know black athletes in this country uh yeah. could really do something um with with a movie like any given sunday uh, i think any given sunday is is a unicorn i don't think there's really any other big major studio movie with a big budget that tells the story of professional sports right now the same way.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
2: I'm surprised that they haven't there hasn't been another shot taken like any given Sunday since it's happened. We had we talked before we started recording. We mentioned playmakers, Mm -hmm. but there's we've had this 20 year gap and it's with how popular with the NFL is continuing to gain pop popularity, even though we know we know a lot of the stuff that any given sunday was trying to talk about we know a lot of that up close and personal now we've had the concussion movie and we've had all yeah. this behind the scenes stuff we know even more if this was something i wanted to talk about is like if one of these comes out in 2021 one of these these main four sports movies any given sunday varsity blues for love of the game mystery alaska mm-hmm. if one of these happens in 2021 can any of these happen in 2021 i would argue that it would it would take a ton of it would take a ton of weight behind it yeah. stars yeah for sure produce, like you would you would have it would have to be a major studio production but i think a any given sunday remake or something similar would have the most potential i don't know if if anyone's greenlighting a for love of the game i don't know if that's like a fringe netflix movie sure. varsity blues same thing sure. fringe netflix movie that nobody sees and it looks terrible um, but i i could see an any given sunday happening
4: yeah, I mean, I think Kenny's instinct is right that that someone like an Adam McKay, who I would argue Adam McKay might very well be our new Oliver Stone in his own way. Yeah, um, I, I actually you know, think that yeah. he
2: kind of is yeah. uh, and I, for, recording this the day after the don't look.
3: Yeah.
4: Up teaser Yeah, for, I mean, for,
3: for better, for better or worse. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh,
4: and we well, different axes to a grind than Oliver Stone, but like still it's still looking to co- poke bears. <laughs> I could talk about those two guys. We should talk about them on our podcast. We should.
1: We should. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, I, but I I mean, truly, I think that you guys are absolutely right that Any Given Sunday of the 99 films is the one that should be remade, could be remade with the right clout and the right person. Adam McKay could conceivably, you know, you just talked about Don't Look Up, that cast is insane. I mean, he could pull together a crazy cast. The thing about Any Given Sunday as well is they tried to get NFL uh to, to okay it they obviously didn't. So it's a bunch of fake teams. So, like, why the fuck not? Just make he, fake teams again.
3: I know some I know s- some of something about this ecosystem because yeah. of what I've developed and what I've sure. worked with in the past. Um, so a couple of things. I mean, you're right to bring up playmakers. Playmakers uh, has scared the shit out of the industry for 20 years. So I had an animated movie about college football i'm sorry an animated show about college football and before we with you know with people and before we even finished you started to whittle down the list of the places you can't go you can't go anywhere that has college football on the air that takes out all the Fox networks that takes out NBC because the Notre Dame takes out anything. Showtime, CBS takes out paramount. Like it's crazy. Where, where you like what you're left with at the end, because nobody wants to poke that particular bear.
4: Is it, is it, we were talking about texting about this the other day, Kenny, but a lot of this is about consolidation too. Right. Which is that you have so like the, these major companies, right. There's like a handful of major companies that essentially run, Everything, so mm-hmm. something is going to connect back to them, and they're going to be like, "Yeah, no, no, we're not touching this." And it's just that's part of the problem too. I the
3: think. the main thing is the NFL, like there are yeah. college football, like that, and you know NBA at, at, as well. Um, like those are the ones. You, they, those are the ones that are just it's just not worth it for them. So, right. It's interesting that high flying bird is kind of the one in the last ten years that that exists, right? Because it is poking a bear. It is made by a company that has no sports on their air. It's shot on an iPhone, so they had no budget. And it's done by an an iconoclast. Like, all these things kind of have to come. And, and, you know, people don't talk about it nearly enough, but, like, it did make a dent. Like, all these things kind of have to work in concert for for anything uh, to come out that's not basically sports are great, which they are. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's just sports. Well, I mean, look
2: at our, look at since Playmakers, what's the biggest, the, the, the most high profile fictional football movie we've gotten. It's draft day, which is sports. I mean, Roger Goodell gets cheered at the, at the podium. (laughs) I mean, that's, I mean, come on. What, like, what are we doing with that folks? You know, there's no, we haven't had someone try to do something like the program at all, Um, which the, which the pro, I mean. I covered the program I think like a year ago now. Program definitely has its faults not a perfect movie, but for what that was trying to do in 1993... I mean you can't there's no way that movie comes out now absolutely no way You know
4: Kenny and I did a we did an um a Jerry Bruckheimer draft on screen drafts uh the podcast oh um uh, which was a lot of did fun to guys, do Did
2: you guys how much did you guys like how big were the cocaine
4: stacks <laughs> It was <laughs> it was a long well, when You have to get through haul, 40
3: movies you know you got to use you, you got to take a lot of coke
4: But I do awful. think that I, I, I the do think was that was out of
3: control
1: uh,
4: Remember the Titans is a movie that I feel like probably could get made today because it has again, very earnest. uh, It's, it's, you know, uh, got the best of intentions for all intents and purposes, but, but I agree like to make something that, that quite frankly, has something to say about the sport that it's about uh, is tough to do. I mean, not to beat a dead horse here, but like, Kenny just talked about how, you know, high flying bird is at Netflix there's a part of me that feels like again, Adam McKay could probably make it any given Sunday with he Netflix. Could.
3: He could. That that's the only way it could work because yeah. Netflix also can weather the storm, and Netflix right. eventually can offer if they want to be involved with the NFL, they could offer fifty percent more right. than anybody else, and, right. and, and and NFL would just take it. Thank you. But yeah, it's uh, it's you know it's an interesting little ecosystem at this point. Um, that kind of you know. For whatever reason, serves as a censorship uh, model, yep. and it's it's unfortunate. Um, but there are ways in. There are ways to tell these stories. I think in a smaller scale. For instance, um, that movie Sugar. Uh, oh, that's
2: it's a top. It's a Mount Rushmore sports movie the past twenty years. Fa- Sugar's incredible.
3: Fantastic film, somewhat non-judgmental. Uh, definitely showing how difficult it is for Latin American athletes to assimilate into American culture while not like damning the system in a way that basically is like blow it all up, but saying, look, we could do a lot better here. Um, that's something we could do. You know, that's something you can do for, like, look, it costs a lot to shoot baseball movies no matter what. But you could do that for under $10 billion and you could finance those independently. So th- these things could happen. But again, no one saw sugar so so let i know god and
2: it's so fucking good too i i i always i come back to trouble with the curve is the worst baseball movie of all time (laughs) and it sucks that and it sucks i mean it's it's the worst movie of all time but it 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 comes back to moneyball built up this incredible collateral of like hey we can make sports movies again like it can be really successful and then clint Eastwood took all that goodwill and pissed it away yeah and did that so but look at like if we take this back to For Love of the Game, mm-hmm. is that something that could happen happen again? If a star says, "I want to do something like this," because I look at For Love of the Game, and on one side, I look at the best. It's the best professional baseball has looked on on camera in a movie. It is the, getting the broadcast, Grey, yeah. the incredible, yeah, the incredible shots. Uh, Vince Scully. Um, Costner, Costner is looks like a picture. Yeah, co- exactly. Costner. Costner has that feel. We get past John C. Riley as a catcher. We can, you know, we can live with that, <laughs> but then how they structure the story in a, yeah. in a, the romantic subplot that just, just does not work. So let yeah. me, let me, yeah, let sir, me give
3: ahead. you my, my, uh, my pitch for the no pun intended for love of the game, no pun intended, because I have, I have a movie I, I would love to do, but it's for love of the game. It's the exact same movie. <laughs> but before we got on uh, on Mike, I was talking to you about my love for the 1986 Mets. Now the 1986 Mets were, you know, there was a lot of things being loved in 1986. There were a lot of things team. that went, went on that year, right? A lot of stuff that you can talk about in the context of the movie, but the, you know, the, the heart and soul of that team, not really. I, heart soul is not the right word, but really the 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 fire and brimstone of that team were Dwight Gooden and Daryl Strawberry. Ten years after Dwight Gooden in a Yankees uniform pitches a no pitches a no hitter or perfect game it was no hitter, I think. No hitter pitches a no hitter. Now Dwight Gooden is a guy who has nine fucking chapters of stories you can tell about nine lives about yes guy. about his addiction <laughs> about his relationships about his time you know as the as 80 84 through 86 as you know the next Stanley koufax or whatever it is about falling off in the late 80s about coming back in the 90s and somehow some way having this one perfect day and i think that the under now no i'm not really gonna write this because i do think it's too close to to for love (laughs) of the game but you have a real life story you have a non-white protagonist you have um, the 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 structure that what I basically consider to be this ironclad, almost Malcolm X esque Malcolm esque X esque nine act structure that works with a character like Dwight Gooden. I think you can do something really cool with something like that. But that's my. Pick.
2: You have John David Washington right there, ready to go. Your
4: athletic. It does guy. feel a little bit like. It actually might lend itself better to a limited series. Not to be the umpteenth person to talk about limited series, but I do Nine think episodes. that is
2: that is that a thing that <laughs> happens now? Do things get turned into limited series instead of instead of movies?
4: Well, certainly with books. It certainly happens a lot more with books, which is a good thing, because I think books don't necessarily translate well to film. Sometimes you have to cut a lot of shit. So and they don't necessarily lead to four seasons of television. But I do think that this nine episode structure that that Kenny talking about, the nine innings, I think actually does lend itself quite well to a limited series of some sort. Um, and, and I do think that for love of the All game, right, Phil, I am going to pitch this. Let's Kyle, do it. Pitch how, it.
3: Do how- it. Kyle, how big is your uh,
4: your? Are, is anyone going to steal this? Your listenership. Is anyone going to steal this idea? No, from Penny? Right. <laughs> no, I,
2: I don't think this is. I don't think this is getting stolen. I think you're pretty safe. We do. I think the, we, we got a safe space. We here. do
3: this all the time on our podcast where we, we all pitch time. things out, and like literally at four o'clock, Phil and I are yeah, like we're brainstorming with with our, our co-writers idea. on one of the watch we
4: <laughs> But I, but I do think that. For Love of the Game, to Kenny's point, is one of the biggest... And I'm looking forward to doing that episode. I'm looking forward to <clears throat> to rewatching it because I haven't seen it in 20 years. It's a really fun movie to take a look at. I'm excited to actually. do it, but I do think that it is a missed opportunity. And and part of it, unfortunately, does seem to rest on the shoulders of, uh, of Kelly Preston in terms of what you're talking about. You know, had that role been given to someone that was perhaps a little bit more magnetic, I don't mean to, you know... Uh, Rest in peace to Kelly Preston, but I do think that there is something there that is just not capitalized on. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff in that movie.
3: Anyway. You know how good that movie would have been if that movie was made in 1979? Like, sure, sure. Just there just the, the 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 grit and the sadness and mm-hmm. And the you know the the desperation of that moment would have come through in such a different way. And also, Kevin Costner uh, is too hot for that role. Like it should have been, it should have been an old, broken-down man. It should have sure. been like Harris in in Major League, not him, but like a yes, guy, like, right. like, like like a like a. I mean, Tom Hardy. No, 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 I'm talking about like I'm talking about like someone who you're who's. Oh. Like like a, like a virile guy, right? But right? Right? Like more like a. It's gonna sound crazy because I just said got more like a Harrison Ford type character. Oh,
0: that's you know? interesting.
3: Sure. More yeah, like
2: can't like, can't you know right. Coster's too hot. Got to put Harrison Ford in there.
3: <laughs> I got to put ugly Harrison Ford. No, it's more this idea of like right. when when Kevin Coster gets out of bed. I don't think his bones are creaking. It's that right. idea that like. I don't think he's going, oh when he gets out of bed. It's that <laughs> idea. And and the irony is like now I'm 39. I'm basically the age of like an old, like crafty vet. But it's like that idea of like this some crafty vet who's putting sure. like everything he has on the ball just to like get through this one last game. You know, I'm as a again, as a Mets fan, the la, or really you know, like a lapsed Mets fan. The last game I remember really watching and caring about, it, even before the World Series run was a yawn Santana no hitter because we never had one.
2: That's that's my guy. We talk Twins fans. Yes,
3: it's my guy. <laughs> He's the guy. He's the best The guy. So we He's, ruined him that game. We destroyed him. You,
2: you did. Terry Collins. And he, and he falls off the Hall of Fame ballot after one year, which is an absolute
3: trap because of that one game, because they, they put 130 pitches on his arm and that was the end. it's that it's 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 that idea that this guy's arm is falling off
4: after this. You know game. who could be interesting? Bruce Willis. Well, he's a hundred now, but
3: then No, I know, but yeah,
4: then <laughs> I'm yes, thinking that. He, yeah, yes. Yeah.
3: Yes. It's Bruce Willis. It's exactly what it is. The thing with Costner in that moment is like, he kind of gives me like Maddox vibes where it's just like, he, he never really, <laughs> it, it, it was never that difficult yeah. for him, but it's more of like the, ah, uh, that, I mean, I know what you're and, saying. Cause like, that's Kyle, part of the charm of, of,
4: of, of Kevin Costner is that, um, you never feel as though this guy had hardships necessarily, right? No. Like, like that's what you love about him. He just seems like a guy who's kind of coasted and and it's worked well for him.
3: There were three famous Yankees, no hitters in the nineties. <laughs> there was David Cohn, who is Costner, who was going to have a no hitter at some point who was just, he was like an effortless pitcher, right? There was just no big deal with him. Dwight Gooden, who I, who I mentioned, and Kyle knows where I'm going and 450 and pound. Basically, truck driver man, David Wells.
2: Allegedly blacked out when he did. It was a perfect game against my twins. Allegedly blacked out. I he was, you, doesn't you remember can't it? have him is that you can't, that, that he is, that is what he says. <laughs> he too, says he does not. It's remember too it.
3: far. Obviously David Wells. Cause no one would believe that like, no one would believe that like Jack Black's throwing a no hitter, but well, that's like a comment. <laughs> that's like a comedy. The David Wells perfect game is,
2: is a comedy,
3: <laughs> but it's that it's, it's that idea that like some guy who's, barely hanging on mm-hmm. yeah i like the idea that he rolls out of bed hungover i like the yeah. idea that it's you know it's jake taylor in the beginning of uh of major, major league, league you know yeah. you could have at least said you were calling from the yankees but
4: yeah it's i mean it, it is really interesting for love of the Sorry, game Kyle, is... i
3: know you said we we're gonna be pretty quick but we can't stop no this this is this <laughs> but, is but awesome.
4: i will just say that for love of the game does feel like a movie that i don't want to say is ripe for remake necessarily but that concept was not capitalized on and, and I look forward to Kenny's limited series.
3: Well, you know what, man, I mean, like for, for a long time, writers and producers and everybody were kind of just like reverent towards the, uh, Mm -hmm. the, the groundhog day idea. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And no one tried that again. Yep. And now everybody does every fucking third movie, everything like Palm Springs is groundhog day and happy death day is, is groundhog day. And, uh, not happy death day. There's another movie. Um, happy death day is that no? Happy, happy death day. Is well, happy Ground death day, day is Groundhog day. Groundhog day. There's another like teen horror movie that's ha- before I fall is Happy, is Groundhog Day. Yeah. And then there's the Tay Diggs movie show that's Groundhog Day. And daybreak, all these yeah. gra- daybreak was downhog day. The Jake Gyllenhaal show movie, uh, <laughs> was Groundhog Day. They do it a lot, is the point. Um, we could do this.
4: <laughs> <We can laughs> 20,
3: 22 years later, yeah. I could still this structure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, great. I just got to get Dwight on board.
2: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, just I'm. Hey, I feel like he's got time. <laughs> Doc, yeah. I don't I? Don't want to? I don't want to yeah. make assumptions about what he's doing. But but I feel like he's got time. I wanna I wanna leave with yeah. with this really. Sure. If we had to leave one of these sports movies in 1999, let's like let's not touch it. Don't want to see it again. Um, Is it is it Varsity Blues? We've talked about it the least. I mean that movie tries to do a lot, but it is also it is very much a product of its time. It is the star of Dawson's Creek. It is John Voigt before he goes full maga. It is it is Scott Kahn yeah. and his enormous head. Um, <laughs> a lot of literally a lot of things of going on. Yeah. But yeah, but it is, it is also enduring. I'm
3: sorry. <laughs> it,
2: I, I, it, <laughs> listen, I love no one. No one loves Scott Con yeah. more than me. Yeah. But uh, Scott Con's turn in Entourage incredible. Uh, <laughs>
4: I, I do like think Varsity, that,
2: Varsity yeah. Blues is a meme movie now. I don't think it's I don't think it's something we do. again.
4: I mean, and I, I would also say, too, that, you know, we have Friday Night Lights, which, you know, for all intents and purposes, does feel like, uh, you know, uh, a sibling to it. A, certainly a, a, a heightened version of it. Um, An older, more accomplished sibling. Yeah. Varsity Blues, like, did a
2: couple semesters at community Yeah, college.
4: no, 100 percent. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean you know, if, if if you know to to run with the Friday Night Lights, you know, Front End Lights is is you know, uh uh Taylor Kitsch and uh and varsity Blues is his brother Billy. But yes, go ahead Kenny. I love Billy.
3: Um every uh <laughs> every every once in a while you have a situation where a movie will come out the same year as another movie and uh that, like it'll be left like 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 movie B will left, leave movie A in the dust. Mm-hmm. And that happened like to me you know, in ninety-nine, uh, there's a movie called The Ninth Gate, which Phil and I are doing very Oof. soon. It's a Roman Polanski yeah. movie. Um, Sixth Sense comes out that same year, and almost immediately you're like, We'll never make a movie like Ninth Gate again. It's 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 such a relic of another time, another idea. Like Endlight has now shown us this is the way you deal with like gothic horror from now on. Um, that kind of happened. And then he has a perfect next 20 years, <laughs> <to it. laughs> never looks back uh then you that kind of happened with um with varsity blues varsity blues is a very simple movie like like simple simplistic it's it's silly it's you know it's no concept of its own toxic masculinity um but it's not terrible it's not unfun it's just it's very much a 1999 movie um, and the 1999
4: teen movie as well. I mean, we covered a lot of teen movies in 99. And I feel like, you know, you, you can clump She's All That with with the Varsity Blues. You can clump a lot of these sort of, um, you know, relatively... American Pie, too. American right? Pie Isn't is also the there, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of these movies are, are disposable in their own way. And, and maybe not disposable, but certainly relics of their own time. And I think to your initial question, this deserves to stay there. <laughs> you know, we, we now have He's All That. Um and we don't need he's all that right and right. that can know, go back to ninety nine too yeah so it's it's it does feel like of the four that we're talking about um you know we didn't talk much about Mystery Alaska I know you haven't seen it I know I'm probably the only hockey fan on here um but but I do think that there's something kind of special and interesting about that movie I look forward to hearing what you what you think about it Kyle when you do watch it but I I think that there is a, a small town. Sort of very human, nice drama that exists there. Um, I, I liked it more, I think, than than Kenny and our guest at the time, Bart Nickerson. But I do think that it's at least an it, it's at least trying to do something. Like it has something to say. I don't know that Varsity Blues is
3: anything. It's not. It, it's not. I mean, I think we kind of feel more or less the same. Phil, it's not super yeah. well executed. No, but it's a real charming idea. And there's a lot there. I mean, you know, you sports movies, for better or worse, you know, mm-hmm. give or take a, any given Sunday, generally feel the same, right? They all, they all have that same kind of structure yeah. and the same kind of score and the same kind of actors embodying the roles. Mystery Alaska feels very different while still feeling like a studio film. And I, I, I like that about it. Yeah.
2: Well, Phil, I don't want to be too forward, but I am going to be hunting for a guest on that one in the next <laughs> two months, so. Uh, guys, Listen. I would, I would love to keep this going, but if we keep this podcast going any longer, I'm going to get fired. So, <laughs> <Okay>. uh,
3: <laughs>
2: so, uh, guys, this has been, yeah. This has been a, a real pleasure. Uh, tell the folks again where they can check out your show, when episodes air, uh, what's coming up next. Uh,
4: well, we have uh, our, our main feed, our 99s drop on Fridays. Uh, so you can, you can listen to those there. You can sign up for our, our Patreon, which drops on Mondays uh, at www.patreon.com backslash podcast, like it's 1989. Um, and uh, those are sort of the two places that, uh, you know, you can hear us uh, yammer on about uh, movies and TV and such. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys stopping by. If you enjoyed this
2: episode of big screen sports, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast rate and leave a review. If you're an Apple podcast, remember there is no Thursday Ted Lasso episode this week. Me and Alex McDaniel will double up on that next week and we'll catch you next Monday. Thanks for listening.
1: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance.